Well, it is December. Welcome to December. Right. What a we we've made it. We're on level twelve of twenty twenty. We are. We are on level. T- <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We're on level twelve. This might be the hardest level. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be that. Uh. Oh, which Metal Gear game was it on? It was a PS one, and it was coded to where if you had the controller plugged into port one, the boss was impossible. So you had to move the controller to port two to have any chance of beating the boss. So that could that's be, right. That could be what twenty twenty is doing to us right now. I remember that. Yeah, that's so toxic. Like as a dev, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. Well, they they tried to like. Yes. Oh, so yes, I remember. Yeah, that was one of those um, games that made you think that the game was glitching. Yeah. But they did that on purpose to to, I guess, make you think outside the box, literally. Well, it, yes, it is December. A lot of holidays happening this time of the year. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, it's going to look a little bit different. But, you know, I think it's something that everybody's been super excited for. I know here in our apartment complex, there's been people that had the Christmas stuff up even before Halloween. I believe it. So I think that everybody is just in desperate need of some cheer this year. And so I mean, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Hey, we're glad you came, listener. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask us. Well, welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me of co- of oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> what what is happening? My words, uh, verp, 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 verp. putting the ish in English. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is my co-host, Sir. Ooh, I got knighted. Cotton Q-tip. You're just looking at things in the room. I could see you <laughs> looking around, and you're like. Sir, 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 uh, Charles Q-Tip. Uh, so anyway, everybody, let's uh, let's do a quick catch-up. Welcome back to the episode. It's been uh, one week since you looked at me. No, that's not what we're talking about here. It's uh, been one week since you listened to me. That's yes, that's what we're that's what we're going for here. So it's the first episode of December. We actually recorded pre-Thanksgiving, as Jay mentioned at the end of last episode. So. We uh, have two episodes of The Mandalorian to review today, in addition to two weeks worth of news, wouldn't you, One wouldn't week. you think? One week worth of news? Well, we did news last time. Well, we did news last time, but we recorded last week's episode two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd be right. So, we got news. We got Mandalorian, what we're looking forward to in this holiday season, and maybe even a little something-something for you to look forward to. Hey, hey, how about that? Do we have a gift for the listener? Maybe. I thought we were the gift. John, you (laughs) are the gift (laughs) to everyone this year. I'm the gift everyone tries to re-gift. Aw. So um, I'll go ahead and jump us in. The big news to me was that um, Warner Brothers announced they're releasing their entire 2021 movie slate, both in theaters and on HBO Max. Just they're going to drop it all at once. That's 
huge. That is huge because that was actually the first thing I wanted to talk about today. So I'm glad you started out with that. Yeah. This is the list because they've already got the list out of what's going to be coming out this year. Hit me with it. Godzilla vs. Kong. Don't hit me with that. It'd be like Rampage. I feel like, I feel like that's like Alien versus Predator. Do you remember when that came out? Oh yeah, of course it's I a, do. I, remember, I was so pumped for that movie. I remember the tagline. It said, whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's Kong versus Godzilla. It's like, why do we care who wins? They could both annihilate us. Like So anyway, Godzilla versus Kong and Okay, continuing the list, we've got the Suicide Squad, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which actually comes out this month. That's on Christmas. The Matrix Four, The Little Things, The Many Satans of Newark, Mortal Kombat. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that. Tom and Jerry, Space Jam New Legacy, Malignant, In the Heights, Those Who Wish Me Dead, King Richard, and Reminisce... No, Remin... What word is this? Uh... R-E-M-I-N-I-S-C-E-N-E. Reminiscing? Reminiscing? So it's like reminisce, but with scene at the end? Yeah. So I would think reminisce scene. Just sound it out. Reminiscing. I am I don't know what that movie's about at all. You sound but like I'm, my second grade teacher to me. I know. Jay, just sound it out. Well, I'm picturing, so I'm trying to like infer based on the title. I'm picturing like memento style with the, with the relearning everything, yeah. but also like at a play. So like he's an actor trying to reminisce his scenes. So they were like, oh, what can we call this? Those Do those have mutual letters? And they were like, yeah, but it's going to be really hard for anyone to pronounce. Okay, yeah, we'll call it that anyway. So that's that's what I'm thinking, and I'm sure I'm wrong. I, I think you might be right. Reminiscing. Anyway, so that's what's coming out this year, or next year, rather. And uh, we're going to be getting a lot of that in theaters, but also the plot twist is it will also be on HBO Max. So... I got a text from a good friend of ours, and he told me, R.I.P. movie theaters, and at first I agreed. At first I agreed. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, I don't think that's accurate. And this is why. I think that, if anything, I think there will be a resurgence of movie theater activity once everything starts coming back out in theaters, because and once the theaters are opened again. Because... I mean, I think people are going to realize, you know, yeah, it's nice to be able to watch this movie in the comfort of my home, but at the same time, I miss that box office feel. I miss being there in person, having the sound effects, the big screen. You know, I think people are really going to miss that, personally. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I agree. I especially think, like, with quarantine... And the more things people have been able to do at home, the initial reaction is the, oh man, this is nice. But then the more normalized that becomes, the more you realize you're like, I really want to get out of this house. I would love to be able to go out and do things. And I mean, for for me and my wife and some of our friends, we've been able to go since probably the middle of summer, more Tuesday nights than not. We're able to go to our local theater and watch stuff. And it has been that sense of normalcy of hanging out with friends and going out and doing something. So I think once that becomes more widely available, you're going to see people kind of creep back that way of just like, 
yeah, I took this for granted before, but, you know, and again, if if something does come up, like if, if you are going to see something with a group of people and one of them is sick, you do still have that let's just stream it option. But I don't know that I would go so far as to say it's going to be like the everyone's everyone's primary option to watch a, a new release movie. I mean, it will it will save money for a lot of people. You know, especially if you have a big family. Uh, and, and so I, I don't know. I don't think that will go away exactly. You know, the streaming and the movie theater. I could see that still being a thing. But maybe once the theaters re- are open again, maybe just delaying it by like a month or so. I could see maybe that, you know. Yeah, I definitely don't think the um, theater to home release is going to have nearly the delay it used to because it used to be especially for a a very large blockbuster release it was full on like six months yeah and then they were like you know they would release the trailer for the dvd release or blu-ray you know and you would be like oh man it's coming soon you get super pumped you're like man i haven't seen that in months i'd love to see that again yeah i remember so i don't remember which i think it was one of the mcu movies where it released, you know, the first big blockbuster weekend is the first weekend in May. And then right around Thanksgiving, it did digital release. So it was full on like just over six months and that was digital. So even then it was like two more weeks to release on disc. Right. So I think that's going to absolutely shrink the time frame from like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was two months, depending on how the movie does it in theaters. You know, if they want to keep mm-hmm. the... Like, like, depending on how Wonder Woman does at the end of the month, they might keep that in theaters longer. But if they think it's going to make more money to get it on disc faster, then they'll probably do that. Which, it, it makes sense, because nowadays, they don't bring in a literal roll of film anymore to show the movie. Mm-hmm. It's all just a digital download anyway. You know, they might as well go ahead and post it on their streaming service, whatever that might be. So it makes sense. But yeah, so I, I, that was good. I'm, I'm glad we got to t- discuss that because I, I, when I, when he told me that at first, I thought, yeah, I could see this being the end of movie theaters. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, no, I'm still like me personally. I like, um, for example, Black Widow. Like if Black Widow, if they decide to release that on Disney Plus and only Disney Plus, I'm going to be really upset because I don't want to watch that on my home screen. I want to watch that in theaters, dadgummit. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I would, I mean, obviously if they released it only Disney Plus, I would watch it. But at the same time, I would wonder, is there a way that you could like rent out a theater and like hook it up, hook, hook up the projector to a computer and just watch it on the screen in that sense? Yeah, because I'm sure there's there's fine print that says if it's in Disney Plus, theaters can't recharge you for it. But you right. could you could rent the theater, and that would just kind of loophole that because that way you're yeah. not you're not paying to watch the movie, you're paying to rent the space. Right. So which is different. Yeah, it's it's absolutely you're, you're not making money off of the movie itself. Yeah, that makes sense. So hmm. that might be you a, might you might have something there, John. That might be across that bridge when we get there, but then you would also have to have people because I want to say the the local theater here is like fifty bucks to rent for a showing, which is like not like nothing, nothing, but like if you get enough people, like if you get ten people, that's five bucks a person, 
and it's a full-size movie theater, so you can still be socially distant, and then you can get your popcorn, get your snacks. Get your popcorn Pop, and your snacks. Popcorn. So, yeah. Remember I the think... first time... I was just go, go ahead. I remember the first time I was with my wife, and, you know, we were still dating at the time. You all weren't married at first sight? No, Gosh, that's not a, how love works. What a stupid show. Anyway. Together, we were going to be watching a movie at her, her place. And she said, do you want me to make popcorn? Because <laughs> she's from Massachusetts originally. And so when she said it, I was like, what? Do I want what? Say that again? <laughs> and then she did. So and you were like, no, what? Bostonian one more time. One more time. Came out. It was really funny. Well, up next that I have is Oscar Isaacs has been cast as Solid Snake. I so Metal, Metal Gear Solid. So I don't actually know that I've I've played Metal Gear Solid games but I don't know that I would say I know any of them. So like my, the most I've been around the snake character probably is like smash brothers. I've played the games and um, I mean, the games are good, but to make a metal gear movie, which I'm assuming that's what they're thinking as a metal gear movie. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't see that really. So I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time with that. I mean, could it that doesn't not make sense to me? Could it not function just kind of like a spy movie? Aren't they like espionage-based games? It could, in theory, yeah, it could. But at the same time, like the storyline, as far as the game goes, like usually there's some very odd twist to the game, which is, you know, the, the twist is usually very unrealistic. So to think that they could be doing that with the movie, it just wouldn't work very well. So I don't know. I mean, at the same time, isn't that one of the things that we loved about Winter Soldier? Was that it was just basically like a like a political spy kind of thriller, but set in the Marvel universe? I mean, I guess I guess you could do that. So, I mean, imagine if you have even fewer creative constraints, because if you're going to say like, yeah, we want to make this this spy movie, but it's Marvel, there are a lot more hoops to jump through than to say like, yeah, we want to make this spy movie, but it's Metal Gear Solid. Like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, that's the that's the boundaries that you have there's still a lot to play with i could i could see it it, it, it could work i just want there they to be a video me. i just want there to be a video game movie that isn't trash me too which i mean i think we both kind of agreed that sonic wasn't complete trash sonic was better than it had any right to be but I also mean like the a game from the that's not a game for children so oh, if you right. look at like the doom movie they made with the rock not a good movie yeah the Tomb Raider movie they made with Alicia Vikander not too long ago. Not very or good, I don't think. Resident, All the Resident Evil movies. I heard the first one was actually decent, and then they just got wackier. I don't, in my opinion, all of them were kind of strange. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm putting all of my chips in the basket for uh, uh, the Tom Holland Uncharted movie. And just, because, I mean, I like Uncharted, and I like Tom Holland. I don't know that I like Tom Holland as Drake, but, I mean... We'll see how it goes. They didn't ask us. That's true. They didn't ask us really about a lot or uh, anything. Uh, but we're going to tell them anyway. <laughs> so the Hawkeye set photos have confirmed that uh, Clint's family are indeed going to be playing a major role in the series. Dude, I'm so excited for Hawkeye. I'm I'm as, So Bucky, I think, is my favorite MCU character. So obviously I'm most excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. But Hawkeye is like rocketing up the, the excitement tier for me because there are other... Um, I don't know if it was a set photo or if it was some type of leak 
um, Hawkeye, the the Clint Barton character for at least part of this series is going to be deaf, and I'm is that lo- confirmed? Confirmed. I feel like would be a really hard word to use for it, but I think it's likely because part of the storyline they're adapting, he is deaf during. So well, this is something I could see personally. They have shown on set, and I think they actually have an uh, an actress confirmed for his daughter and i could see his daughter maybe taking over as hawkeye and her actually being deaf it's not it's not his daughter it's kate bishop oh it's kate bishop the character it's a full-on different character oh really oh okay see i didn't even even again i mean that would be that would be my thought i think i mean i'll i'll look it up we're just sitting here so yeah, well, it's Haley Steinfeld is the actress if it, she's been confirmed as Kate Bishop or not. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner reprises his role as Clint Barton with Haley Steinfeld starring as Kate Bishop. Well, how about that? Okay, then. I, I was reading about it a little bit the other day, and I want to say Endgame is set... The events of Endgame are set in 2023, and the Hawkeye series is set in 2025. So there is still a little bit of a gap there between... Like, there's, there's going to be some time that has passed before the series starts, and I'm really excited about it. Well, there you go. Yeah. Heard it straight from John Mueller himself. So if he's wrong, you go after him. Rude. Well, as far as news go, that's it. That's all that I have. Do you have anything else? I mean, just, just Christmas with the holidays coming up. We, we mentioned Wonder Woman 1984 will be releasing in theaters and on HBO Max. I believe Christmas Day. Is that? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then Soul is going to Soul. be premiering on Disney Plus on Christmas Day as well. That's right. So I'm more excited for Wonder Woman um, because I've said multiple times I'm not emotionally prepared for Soul. We So my, my sister um, is in grad school in Colorado, and she's been, she didn't come home for Thanksgiving or anything, but she's coming home for Christmas, and we're excited about that. What is it called on Disney Plus when you watch a movie with somebody? Just like a party stream or something? Yeah, watch party? I, I mean, I guess that's how it, a watch together kind of so thing. We, so we did, uh, we watched Onward together because she hadn't seen it. And I was like, no, I've watched this movie at least twice. It's really good. Uh, it is good. So even, I mean, we we reviewed it for the podcast. And even, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode. But knowing how it ends, watching it end, I still cried again. And I was like, I'm for sure not ready for Soul. Like, I was watching a, a video of the end of Endgame, you know, the big fight scene at the end. And when they had Chadwick Boseman on the screen, I was just like, dadgummit, I'm not ready for this either. I'm definitely not emotionally ready to like watch black panther again yeah that's gonna be something but yeah, i don't know I'm, if i'm, I'm ready for excited. that either i'm i'm super excited for for soul to come out i'll watch it i'll i imagine i'll watch it with friends or i'll watch it alone in my room and cry to myself yeah i will definitely be watching it with my family and uh kind of the same thing i'm i'm wondering how much i'll end up crying yeah and then when i'm done crying i'll turn wonder woman off and start watching soul <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, when we rate uh, Soul, we'll have to rate it on how many tears. I feel like how many tears were shed during the course of this movie. (laughs) I'm gonna have to start storing up. I'm gonna have to watch like happy stuff when there's no sadness. Like I'm just gonna have to watch everything but the first ten minutes of Up. Like yeah, you know this is a this is a feel good movie now. Yeah, it's definitely not starting from the emotional depths that movie gets you to. Or just watch like watch Onward again, but everything except the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, or even uh, Toy Story. I kind of teared up a little bit with that too i was oh. like why are they breaking up the gang you mean you mean doing? toy story 3 the last toy story movie that i acknowledge oh well that one too yeah that one i cried more 
I would think. Yeah, that's because it had a great ending, and they should have never done anything after that. In the fourth one, it was more of tears of like being really mad at the developers and being like, what What are you doing? Why yeah. are you splitting up the gang like this? You ended it perfectly. Come on. Well, should we... Did you have a question for... You've been really good about uh, posing these questions for us to answer. Do you have one uh, for this a, week? I have my hypothetical question notepad yeah. at work. Um, so did I ask the if you could be on any superhero team, what team would you want to be on? No, you haven't asked that. Okay, yeah. So if you could be on a superhero team, which one would you want? Are you pondering or do you want me to, do you want me to go? I'm pondering. Okay. You can go if you want to. I So I really love the X-Force in Deadpool 2. I think that's hilarious. Mainly <laughs> yeah. because it's the most relatable character uh, in comic book movies is... Uh, the guy who just dies instantly. Yeah. He has no powers. He just shows up. It's like, yeah, yep. that's that's a very relatable character. Uh, so X-Force or uh, Secret Avengers, I think, would be fun because it's a lot secret. stealthier because secret. Yeah. Secret Avengers. Hmm. I don't know. There's so many different teams. Yeah. That you could choose from. I'm going to go with. Now, do we have superpowers if we're on the team up? Uh, <laughs> or are we just normal? Th- because let's go, that let's would go be power set of choice. Oh, what, power set of choice. What team do you do you go on? Do you think you would have the best chemistry with? Do you think you would be the most useful? Like if you're if you're if you're like yeah, I want to be like Martian Manhunter, then there's no sense in being in the Justice League because he's already there. So that's that kind of plays into it as well. I just think universally, someone. Like, you could have even a duplicate of anybody in the Secret Avengers, and you'd be like, all right, cool. This is still helpful. I think I would say probably just the X-Men, only because there's so many X-Men yeah. that could be on the team. You know, it's not usually, you know, with the X-Men, it's not always the same people every single time. Like, they kind of choose who they need based on what's what powers are needed for that mission. Yeah. So yeah, I would say just the X-Men. It was a good one. We'll let it jump into the review for today. Today, we are actually just going to be reviewing the past two episodes of Mandalorian, only because there is a lot that happens there and so much to talk about, so much to unpack. We're going to be reviewing a fan service season two. (laughs) So I was super excited about these, watched them the day that they came out, Uh, actually talked very briefly with John last night and said now you've watched these right and he was like no i haven't yet i was like what who are why are you doing this why are you waiting the i I don't know i don't have the patience that you have like i want to see it now yeah i did i did watch them both last night so the what what episode number is that five six it's episode six isn't it of the season yeah uh yesterday's came out yesterday yeah yeah chapter episode six chapter 14 the tragedy yeah, that I did watch on on release day, and I'm glad I did because I was on Twitter earlier, and my friends were like, "Oh yeah, this is a thing that happened." I'm just like, "Who are you?" Don't get Spoilers. me wrong. When when I waited a week to watch, I was like, "Okay, yeah, shame on me. I I should get a spoiler for that." But like, right. it wasn't even twelve hours. I was I was ashamed of my friends for sharing spoilers of an episode that had literally just happened. Although at the same time, 
we we do spoilers in our our podcast so if you haven't watched uh what are they called chapter 13 the jedi and chapter 14 the tragedy yeah so if you haven't watched those um you should probably consider that well let's start with chapter well let's see we'll start with episode 5 chapter 13 the jedi the mandalorian journeys to a world ruled by a cruel magistrate who has made a powerful enemy that's the non-spoiler that's the the published summary. synopsis for the episode right that's, that's more of a teaser than anything yeah it really is so um let's just start with like the very beginning of this episode guys ahsoka is in the show like as the as the open too that really surprised me surprised me too i thought for sure it would be like the last maybe five minutes no first thing first episode begins with black because every great movie starts with black i assume that's a lego Lego batman Batman reference for anybody who has seen lego batman i haven't okay and uh, i've seen the lego movie though so i assumed and so that starts up and then as soon as it's black you can't see anything and then you just see two white purified lightsabers light up and you're like oh snap here it is which for those of you who don't know i think we should give a quick background on ahsoka the character um she debuted in the clone wars movie uh to mixed reviews she was Anakin's apprentice. A lot of people from the movie itself were not huge fans. Uh, but then once they went into the TV show and they started giving her plots and depth and they really fleshed out her character a lot, she became very much a fan favorite. She did. And then um, near the end of where Cold Wars originally ends, she leaves the Jedi Order. They accused her of something. They didn't have her back. She felt betrayed because obviously. And so she goes out, does her own thing. Spoiler alert for for season one of Star Wars Rebels. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's incredible. She becomes this like solo agent called Fulcrum. And that's when you see her debut with the the two pure white lightsabers. So that's definitely a unique feature feature for ahsoka so anytime those light up you know who it's going to be and the episode of the mandalorian was written by dave filoni he is the he basically he was written and directed by dave filoni actually and he is the person who who created star wars rebels and basically everything that happened on that show went through him so it's the only episode so far this season that john favreau did not write and i think that's really interesting it is but it made sense to have dave filoni be the one to do this because it features the character that he has spent the most time with so it just made sense for him to be the one to bring it in and you know i will say the episode started out and you know for those and i think i've said it on the podcast before is you know, I really love the lady who voices Ahsoka in the show. Uh, she she does a really good job bringing that character to life. And so I was a little upset that they didn't use her for the live action. Um, but because Dave Filoni was the one who wrote the episode, Ahsoka, as far as like um, Rosario Dawson is the one who's playing the live action ahsoka yes her voice didn't sound like ahsoka but the way that she delivered her lines the way that she spoke the lines that she actually gave 
it all sounded just like Ahsoka. So because of that. that, I will say, I will say the one complaint I had about Ahsoka when she's animated, she's incredibly fast and fluid. She is. Yes. And you can't really like they did an incredible job and I will say they did the best they can, but she is not the same. Like she doesn't have the same rapidity. Yeah. She's not as fluid. She's not as fast. And it's just kind of choppier because that's the nature of live action versus animation. Animation, you can make anything happen. But live action, you are somewhat bound by what people can actually do. Yes. So I feel like it's important to to have that out there. And just like if you're expecting CG Ahsoka, dial it back a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, they did kind of show, they did a good job. There was one camera angle that they did that you, the camera turned and panned so that you were basically first person looking through Ahsoka's eyes. And there was this part where it looked like she was speed running or Jedi running or force running, I guess you could say. And so that was kind of how they did the, to show, hey, yeah, she does have that same power set that she had in the animated. So they did they did a pretty good job of covering it, but yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's you know, it's live action, it's a low budget, well not low budget, then, no, it's but not. it's certainly lower it's not than low budget the at all. movies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still spending a fortune on it, but you know, for for what it was, it was excellent. And it was just it was so exciting because and and I actually I posted on um I think it was Facebook. I don't think I did it on Instagram, which I should have, but my son and I watched uh all of Clone Wars, the animated show, and Rebels together. So the whole time we're like going, oh, that's the that's the thing. Oh, they did, and, and there's that, and like we're like freaking out the whole time. So it was fun. It was fun to see these animated things being brought to live action, you know. And we knew it was canon, but to make it more so, like it, it's just more real now. Yeah. So that's basically we talked about the intro longer than the intro was uh, to the show. <laughs> we so, sure did. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Ahsoka confronts the magistrate and is basically like, get right or get left. So she, she gives the magistrate an ultimatum saying, um, stop being, I'm trying to come up with non-profane ways to say this. Just stop being a murderer, basically. Yeah. Just like dial it, dial it down. Uh, stop doing bad things. Um, and I'll give you a day. I'll be back in a day. We're going to see how this goes. So then the Mandalorian lands and... As a bounty hunter, he has, you know, pretty far-reaching reign. He can get into places, and they let him in. He meets the magistrate. The magistrate has this really, really nice Beskar spear, and she's like, hey, I'll give you the spear if you can kill this Jedi. And he's like, all right, cool. Where's the Jedi? Because he's on the planet. His sole purpose on the planet is to meet Ahsoka. So very coincidentally, they're in the same place. So he goes off to hunt Ahsoka. And he is the only one who knows he's hunting her for his own benefit. Like, he's not going to actually try to kill her. uh, Which is something that she has to learn after she ambushes him. So they fight. And it's a really cool, like, Beskar versus lightsaber kind of fight scene. She realizes uh, the child is there. And that's the whole reason he's there. He's like, hey, Bo-Katan sent me and I don't want to actually fight you. Like, I'm here to chat. We should be friends. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, let's talk about him referencing referencing the child. Honestly, one of the more upsetting revelations of the Mandalorian, the child has a name, which, I mean, obviously, the child has a name. But the, the child's name is Grogu. Grogu. 
Yeah. It sounds like some type of uh like a like an eastern dumpling. Like, oh, did you get did you get grogu with your sushi? I was like, no, I didn't. I hadn't thought about it like that. I don't know. It it was a name. I was shocked. I mean, I, I would kind I was I was a little shocked. I thought honestly, I thought that they might go the route of Yoda and have something kinda like Yoda, but you know, maybe just something a little off of that. But mm-hmm. to say Grogu, I was like, I mean, honestly, there was probably not a name that would have been satisfying for everybody. Absolutely. So to say his name is Grogu for me, I'm like, okay, that is definitely an alien name. Well, and at the same time, it's not that I hate it. Like, I don't have this, like, incredibly passionate, like, how could they? I'm just like a, I mean, it's okay. It's it's an okay name, I guess. It works, whatever. Well, think about um, how weird the name Yoda sounded when it first came out. Go find my this Jedi Master named Yoda. People were like, Yoda? At the same time, though, the the character of Yoda was, like, the, the name of Yoda was introduced before the character. So I feel like that kind of subverts expectation. Hmm. When you have a character around for a calendar year unnamed, then it, it changes things a little bit because you've grown to know it as the child or even as baby Yoda. And now you're just like, oh, a third name for this one character. That's going to work. Grogu. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had a friend that texted me and said, Grogu? And he goes, well, I'm not putting that name on the list of baby names. <laughs> and I was That's like, funny. and Yoda was on the list of baby names? That's so really funny, actually. It doesn't matter what it was going to be. They could have named it the the most perfect name we can think of right now, but somebody would have been upset with it. So, so it was interesting to find out that he was actually trained on Coruscant. He was there when the uh, Jedi Temple was attacked. So he obviously was late to class that evening and wasn't killed with the rest of the kids. I'm just imagining... Baby Yoda with his little backpack shuffling through like the hallways of a stereotypical high school. Like, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And then you realize you're like, I should have been much more late. I should yeah. have not been here at all. Like, when he walked in, was he like, Man, I'm so glad I slept through my alarm. That would have been awful. I don't well, actually know. I know exactly why. But in that moment for that scene, I'm picturing like the internal monologue for Grogu being voiced by Tom Holland. He's just like, Oh no, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. But yeah, it was, um, uh, actually. A mutual friend of ours texts me when he found that out, and he goes, I like the way that they have confirmed that there were other Jedi that survived the Purge. You know, he hasn't watched the animated shows, but if you've watched the Mm -hmm. animated shows, you already know, yes, there are several Jedi that survived the Purge. Uh, Or for that sake, if you've played any of the video games lately, you've also found that out too. But, uh, so yeah, so there are... Jedi that survived the purge. So, but we find out from Ahsoka, uh, you know, she, she says, you know, help me defeat this magistrate and I will train Grogu. Uh, but then at the same time, Ahsoka also figures out that Grogu already has a very big emotional connection to the Mandalorian, to Mando. You know, she says, I can't train him. He has this connection with you and I know what that does to a Jedi. I've seen it firsthand, and because of that, I won't train him. But of course, Mando convinces her, and she says, okay, fine, if you can help me defeat this magistrate, then I'll train him. Uh, So they go in together, uh, perfect team up, and we get to see that unfold on the screen. 
Uh, Ahsoka does some awesome Jedi stuff. Mando really doesn't do a whole lot. He just kind of flies around and takes out a few guys. Uh, But Ahsoka does her really cool Jedi lightsaber lighting where she puts them together and then turns them on and like drags them apart, which we see her do that in Rebels as well. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I do. I'm just trying to remember. I was like, yeah, The Mandalorian doesn't do a whole lot because, again, I called it fan service season two. You've already seen Mandalorian do a whole lot. Right. But this show or this this episode, I feel like specifically is featuring Ahsoka. Episode is called The Jedi. Yeah, it's it's making her look cool kind of at the expense of the Mandalorian character, which I mean, to be honest, I think at this point we're all okay with. Yeah, right, definitely. And so uh, they, she has a fight with the magistrate. She wins. Um, what we find out at the end is they're going to be leaving the planet, and Mando goes to get Grogu, and is going to bring Grogu to Ahsoka to so that he can be trained. And Ahsoka says no. She says no. I'm not going to train him. You are like a father to him. And I can't do that to him. Uh, He has a really deep connection with you. But she says, I'll tell you what, if you go to Typhon, which is actually a planet featured in Knights of the Old Republic, then you can go to the temple there. There's an ancient Jedi temple. He can choose his own path. And then depending on what he chooses, a Jedi might hear him come forth to train him. And so that's their new mission. The mission mm-hmm. log has been updated. And oh, I forgot to mention Mando also acquires a new item, which he can now equip from his pack if he pauses the menu and brings it up. <laughs> that's funny. So he gets the staff. Oh, that was something else we get to see. We get to see, I forgot that we fight. Uh, Mando fights Ahsoka for a little bit. I guess I knew that the Mandalorian armor couldn't be penetrated by a lightsaber. I guess because we've never really seen that before. You don't really think about it. But, I mean, Ahsoka brings both of her lightsabers down onto him. And he uses his... um, His gauntlet, yeah. Yeah, his gauntlets to stop the saber, which is awesome. But yeah, he gets that spear from the Magistrate. And so now he's got... A new weapon so hopefully we get to see him fight with that soon i imagine we will so the other thing that you're you're kind of glossing over a little bit is the at the end of the fight scene ahsoka asks the magistrate she says hey where's your boss for the whole time i was thinking she meant gideon i thought she was referencing like moff gideon is your boss where is he right but then she goes where is grand admiral thrawn what? Which was that was the that was the most like chill inducing moment to me because in the what is to now still the series finale of Rebels, Ezra and Thrawn are like hyperspaced into no one knows where. So she legitimately is out there trying to find Ezra. So it's like what's gonna what's gonna happen? You know, is this like a Mandalorian season four type of thing? She might find Ahsoka or or she might find Ezra, or does Ahsoka get a live action show that is her and Sabine, theoretically, hunting Ezra? Like, that would be that would be incredible for me. And that was uh that's actually where when the episode ended, that's what my son and I immediately started talking about. We were like, okay, either Thrawn is going to end up being the big bad eventually in this, or what could also happen is Ahsoka gets her own show and Grand Admiral Thrawn is the big bad for her show. 
It could go any direction. Honestly, I could kind of see it going both because, I mean, from what we know about Thrawn at this point in the with with the Empire having fallen, I could see him killing Gideon and just like a, hey, you know, I'm worse. Mm. You know, it was like you thought he was bad. Well, you haven't had me. So then that kind of is the the backdoor pilot for Ahsoka. And then Mando might go back to being like a, a bounty hunter, a more traditional Western style um, hunt the target, do that type of thing. Yeah, possibly. Although, I mean, at this point, you have to say his character has been fundamentally changed. Mando's? From, yeah. Yeah. From season one, episode one, what's the job? I'm just here to do a job to where we are now when he's like, when Ahsoka says, I can't train him because of his connection to you. Like, that's that's an incredible growth. So maybe it's not possible for the Mandalorian himself to go back to being just a straight-up bounty hunter. It's going to be interesting because moving into the next episode, so let's just go ahead and roll right into that because it really is just a continuation of this one. The next episode is episode 6, chapter 14, The Tragedy. It was I love, I love written how subtle that is. and directed by John Favreau. It was not directed by Favreau. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, you're right. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Which is awesome. So I honestly thought that this Typhon place would kind of be like the follow-up, you know, later. You know, maybe even in the season with that. Uh, But shockingly, they that's the first thing they do. And so they go in and uh, they find the temple. They land at the temple. Mando takes the takes Grogu up to the place, sets him down. You know, something that I also wanted to say real quick about this intro to this episode. One thing I really liked a lot in the beginning is, you know, Ahsoka pointed out that, you know, you're you're like a father to this child and he really does show that fatherly characteristic right there at the beginning because like they're practicing with the little ball and he's you know bringing it to him and mando is just like oh i'm so proud of you you know this is you're you're doing great you're doing awesome you know and i really like i really enjoyed that you know and i and i think there was a part of him that was like like i want you to be trained by a jedi but at the same time i don't really want to lose you yeah because he's really started to care about him a lot. Uh, but anyway, continuing on. So they he drops him off at the temple. He does his little Jedi thing. This big blue force field shows up around him. And uh, Grogu's doing his little meditation stuff. And then, of course, it can't be that simple. There's got to be a whole bunch of other people start showing up. What spaceship do we see flying in but oh my gosh, Slave dude. 1? The Slave 1. I'll be honest, so the Ahsoka episode was incredible, and it was really good. I got way more excited the second I saw the Slave 1 enter the screen than I did any time during the Ahsoka episode. Because, so earlier earlier in the season, on the, the Tatooine episode, it does that big pan out, and there's that heavily scarred old clone. And the assumption was that it was Boba Fett, but it was never known. Yeah, there was nothing to really confirm that. And then when the Slave One came on, I was like, oh my gosh, it was, <laughs> it was him. There was a part of me that kind of thought that might be more of like a, what would you call Rex. that? Like a red herring type of thing to make you think it is, 
but it's really not. You know, it's just somebody who has the same ship. Maybe it's Slave 2. But it was the same color scheme as well. It was, yeah. So it was it was the, the Boba Fett theme, if you will, with the, the Hunter Green and the Crimson. Yep. But yeah, it was it was awesome. And I remember my son afterwards, he, he asked, he said, why is it called Slave 1? And I said, well, the name Slave was already taken for a ship. So he Stop. just added the one to it. Your son has clearly never tried to get a username online at all. <laughs> right. Can you imagine if they do a, a, a Boba Fett show? That should be one of the episodes where he walks up to register his ship. What, what do you want to call it? Well, Slave. I'm sorry, that's taken. Oh, slave 1? Oh, yeah, no, that one's cool. You can you can do that for sure. Okay, like, cool. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Just imagining, like, teenage Boba Fett. I'm like, what should I name my ship? I know, and he went, my son was like, how did he come up with that name? And I was like, I... I I have no idea. No yeah, idea. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's been addressed at some point, though. Maybe. I mean, maybe in a... I don't know if it's ever been addressed in the show, or even the... Definitely not the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously not in the movie. He has, like, four lines. It's probably one of those things that, like, if you bought the toy back when it first came out, on the back there was probably a description, you know? Yeah. So, if there is one of, you know an extreme nerd out there who has that i'm not making fun of you at all but if you have that and and you actually have the information for why it's called slave one please let us know we're, we're gonna put our uh, contact stuff at the end of the show so stay tuned uh but yeah so uh you know boba's like this is my armor it was my dad's and my dad was a foundling and that was his armor and I want it. And of course, Mando's like, well, well, no, it was the, the foundling bit wasn't revealed till the end. Was it? So what? I don't think so. Oh, I thought it was in that exchange. What? Cause there was that long exchange where they're just yelling back and forth at each other. Yeah. He was, he was basically like, it's my armor. It's mine. Give it to me. And Mando is basically like, uh, no, culturally you have to like prove that it's yours. And if you can't prove that it's yours, then it's mine. Like, it belongs with a Mandalorian. And by the... They're arguing, they're arguing, and then an Imperial dropship shows up. Oh, okay. So they have to, like, start fighting together, which was a really cool moment. It was. Um, so Boba doesn't have his weapons at all. He has uh, Tusken weapons. So he has the Tusken staff and the Tusken rifle. And he's just full-on sniping people with it. Like, the man doesn't miss. So you can kind of see how he's earned that reputation of, like, yeah, he, he bucked up to Darth Vader. And you can see he has the credence to do that. Right. Eventually, there are just too many stormtroopers. So he, he drops the rifle and decides he wants to get up close and personal with the Tuscan spear. And let me tell you what, the plastic stormtrooper armor does nothing to that thing. No. It, uh, they don't stand he, a chance. He destroys. Like, those helmets like, are completely crushed in. <laughs> they're shattered. Pieces of, like, imagine a really, really bad bicycle helmet in a pneumatic press. Pieces of it fly everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and then, what? there's a second Imperial dropship. Yeah, I know. They just keep coming. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, you know, Boba's like, okay, clearly we need to get some big firepower going. And he looks over and he notices, hey, uh, Mando's ship is completely free. Open. Like, the yeah, door, the, the is, door open. is open. Mando did not lock it before he left. And so he's like, hey, my armor's in there. 
So he run he runs away, cuts, you know, it cuts away, and so you're like, okay, well, obviously that's what he's doing. And right when you think, oh no, this is getting really bad, we're in trouble, he shows up in his armor and just annihilates everybody. And there are there are blasters everywhere, right? So he's got the traditional like the handgun in a little holster. Um, so he's blasting people with that, and then he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't want to do that. I have a blaster on my gauntlet, like where Mando has a flamethrower. He has a little, like, derringer, so he shoots people with that, and then he's like, oh, that wasn't cool enough. So he takes a knee, uh, and he has blasters in his knee pad. <laughs> he's like, ah, yeah, now I'm cool. Like, come on, man. Yeah, right. And then just to top it all off, the uh, ships start to get away, and he shoots one of them down with his rocket on his back, and then causes that one to run into the other ship, and they both blow up. Mando's, like, super impressed with them, and then (laughs) Boba goes, I was actually aiming for the other one. (laughs) (laughs) But I think right around that time, um, so it's kind of danced around it's assumed moff gideon's ship is somewhere in the atmosphere or or somewhere around that time they shoot like a missile or just a giant laser at the razor crest which oh, is mando's right. ship I forgot about that. and they just annihilate it, it is like they one shot it it's destroyed completely gone. and i'll be honest my heart dropped in that moment because i was like i shouldn't have the emotional attachment to that ship that i do <laughs> but i am crushed right now I know. I, I I said the same thing. As soon as it blew up, or, or as soon as it blew up, I said he just got that repaired. Oh, uh, and it's not like it was before. Like there's no repair in this. Like it is dust. No. Yeah. It's just there's a crater in the ground. In fact, yeah. at the end, at the very end, the only thing that's left was the little ball that uh, Grogu and him were, you know, basically throwing back and forth. The the ball and the Beskar spear. Are right. legit the only things he loots from the crater that was his ship. That's right. But uh, in the time that they realize Mando's ship has been destroyed, they try to run back up to where Grogu is. And right as they get there, Moff Gideon's like robot death troopers land and steal him and fly away. So Boba gets back in the Slave One and he's like, all right, I'm going to do it to him. And then Mando, he makes it, you can almost hear the emotion in his voice, which is very odd for a notoriously stoic character. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't risk it. Like, we can't risk accidentally shooting him. So the episode ends with, um, so so the, the robots land back on the ship. The ship hyper, hyperspaces away. Mando goes back to Cara Dune and they kind of, they do the, oh, you're a, you're a, sheriff now look at you going straight and narrow and um so he's like can you look up this prisoner for me and she's like why and he's like because uh i'm gonna have to break him out because moff gideon has the child so she's like uh well i was being i was the sheriff and now i'm an outlaw again and i'm pretty excited for that because the next team up episode is gonna be mando cara dune Finnick and Boba Fett like Boba Fett's still on board yeah he's like we're doing this thing I told you I would protect the child I did not protect the child so we're gonna be on this yeah and then it so they they do that scene and they're like this is what's gonna happen next episode essentially 
And then it cuts to Moff Gideon's ship where you see these stormtroopers are just kind of like pointing their blasters at Grogu. And you know they're on stun because if they killed him, like, torture wouldn't be a, a strong enough word for what Moff Gideon would do if they accidentally killed him. Right. But Grogu, you see him slip into that kind of rage that Ahsoka referenced when she was like, I've seen what emotional attachment can do to a trained Jedi. Yeah. And she's obvious. She's obviously referencing Anakin. Sure, we all know it. But so you see this this anger start to come out of Grogu, and he full on kills two stormtroopers. Just like he doesn't force snap their neck, but he force smashes them against a wall. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Moff Gideon, he he's standing there and he's watching it happen because he goes like, "Oh, you've gotten a lot better at that since I last saw you," but it still gets you real sleepy. So he's like, ah, you've overexerted yourself. Now you have to take a nap, charge back up. So they blast him with the stun. They put these tiny, adorable little handcuffs on him. (laughs) And and then it cuts. That's the episode. That's it. So I'm, that's, that's the tragedy, right? Is that the kid's gone and they're going to have to get him back. And there's only, apparently there's only two episodes left. So it's another eight episode season. And I'm just, I'm wondering how much they can get done in two episodes. Yeah. Here's the question that I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, and then we can move on. But, obviously we were both really big fans of both of these episodes. They were a lot of fun. Um, But, who do you think the Jedi will be that will show up to train Grogu? So, canonically, who do we know is alive? Well... Really, the only person that we know is alive right now is Luke. So because so then you would have Ahsoka, you have Luke. That's it. Theoret- theoretically, you have Ezra. Theoretically, you have Ezra. So I think it's going to be Ezra. I don't. I, I don't think they could have made it this far without Ezra being leaked. Huh. Okay. So I think if, if Ezra is a character, it won't be until season three. I also think there's a possibility it could be someone else, maybe not from Clone Wars. Oh, I or guess even like a show. The only one that could also still be alive is Cal. Say, does, does Cal. Does Cal live through Fallen Order? He lives through Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, so okay. theoretically, he could still be alive at this point. So it could be Cal, which would be a really cool introduction to him. Um, But I don't know. I think it's going to be Ezra only because just because Ezra is it, it would fit with Grogu because Ezra was a Jedi who did have emotional connections. He had lots of emotional connections. But right. he still came out on the other side as being a really powerful, very talented Jedi. And so because of that, I feel like it's going to be Ezra. But I don't know. I mean, I, I want there to be a live action Ezra. I just don't know that I, I think the stage has been set for him yet. Yeah. I mean, it could be know. Luke. I'm... And they could get Sebastian Stan to play uh, young Luke. <laughs> to play Luke. the slightly younger Luke. Yeah. I don't I don't know. But I don't think I they're going to bring I think there's that someone big else. name of a character. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try to avoid main movie characters as much as possible yeah i could see that i also like they already that's two big fan service episodes in a row with ahsoka and boba fett 
I don't think they introduce a third mainline character in the the back half of the season or the back fourth of the season. I think the characters we have are the characters we'll get. Okay. I think Bo Bo-Katan is a bigger player again because going after Moff Gideon, she wants the dark saber. Right. So I think it's going to be almost like a almost like I re- I referenced X Force earlier with that kind of team up mentality. But I do think that's kind of what it's going to be. It's going to take like a super team and maybe the season ends and they find Thrawn or, you know, something that sets the stage for season three. Yeah. But the way it is, the way it is right now, it's Mando, it's Cara Dune, Boba Fett, Fennec, and I think Bo-Katan and her, her two soldiers that are with her are all on the same side. So it's just going to be maybe they don't all team up at once. Maybe something hits the fan and they realize, oh, we need more help. Some Something is going to happen to get Bo-Katan the Darksaber at one point or another. Yeah. That I am confident in. Okay. Because they still haven't explained how she lost it. No, they haven't. Because up until season one, she's the last person we knew who had it because Sabine gave it to her in Rebels. And that could be our, um, you know, they've talked about the possibility... Of there being like a flashback. Mm-hmm. So the next episode could be our flashback episode. That could be. You know? I would be I would be down for that, actually. Yeah. So we might get a flashback episode and, you know, get to see Maul, you know, a bunch of other old characters and, and see what happened and how how we ended up the way that we did. So I don't know. I'm excited, though. This is uh, it really some really exciting stuff happened. That's just uh, I don't even know what to I do say. Think, <laughs> I do think these have been the two best episodes of the season. But for me, with the the more straightforward action aspect of the tragedy, the Boba Fett episode, I do rate it higher than the Ahsoka episode. Okay, I can see that. Um, I could also see Ahsoka not coming back this season. I could, I could see that being the end of Ahsoka this season. Maybe her showing, maybe her showing up at the very, very end, possibly. But yeah, I think that as far as that goes, we will definitely just have to wait and see, um, because we don't know what's going to happen so far because they didn't ask us. It's hard to guess. Hey, there it is. Hey, got him. Got him. It's kind of hard to predict at this point too. It's um the the show is doing a really good job of like kind of hinting at what might happen next but really for the most part you're like i don't know at this point it's mostly just rumor yeah so which i mean i'm i'm down with oh yeah because it does kind of keep you it keeps you on your toes as a viewer it makes everything more exciting yeah i like not being able to predict what's going to happen that's kind of nice so tell us what you think uh about the episodes that we just watched with mandalorian um i hope you're watching mandalorian if not um i guess you really had (laughs) nothing to to listen to for this episode but but uh hopefully you're all caught up so and hopefully we didn't yeah, spoil anything too heavy oh my gosh hopefully you definitely watch these episodes before we <laughs> talked about them because <clears throat> actually someone someone i know in in knoxville he's uh he was listening to the pod and i don't think i think it might have been two episodes ago and we said hey we're getting ready to talk about the mandalorian uh if you haven't seen the episode stop the episode watch the show come back to us and he actually did oh good like he re- he realized he hadn't watched the episode yet 
And he was like, oh man, I need to do that because they are going to talk about it and kind of ruin it for me if I, if I don't. And I was like, oh man, that's like, I didn't think that would ever work. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, you know, put us down, come back to us later. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, all our other listeners do the same thing. But uh, if you want to reach out to us, um, you can email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of us, uh, mainly because that email comes straight to my phone. So I'm definitely going to read it. Uh, If you would like to message us and you're on Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page. They didn't ask us. And uh, we post things there occasionally. I know recently I haven't been very good at posting articles, uh, but I've been pretty busy, so I haven't uh, been able to do that. But uh, I, we definitely post something when our episode drops, uh, a little clip art and uh, something to uh, get you excited about what we're going to talk about. So be sure to follow us on there. You can also follow us on Instagram. They didn't ask us. Uh, we typically post kind of the same thing, a little clip art for our episode. And then, um, we do, uh, follow a bunch of people on there and tend to like, and share some of their stuff. So, uh, that can also be fun. If you would like to send us a voice recording of, uh, maybe something that we've talked about recently, you can go to our anchor page, anchor.fm slash they didn't ask us, and you can leave a recording on there and hopefully have your voice featured on the episode. Depends on what you talk about and what you say, so please keep it clean. Uh, you can also email us a MP3, MP4, or uh, some sort of audio message if you would prefer that. I can also work that into the episode. If you want to follow me personally, my personal account on Instagram is the nerd is underscore in. Uh, most of my stuff on there has to do with my new baby and uh, maybe other, you know, some other random stuff that I might be doing. Uh, but uh, if you you might find that interesting, I can be funny at times. So <laughs> I love the the honesty there. Like I can be funny. Sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a comedian, but I have my moments. Oh man! And if you're if you're um, just wanting to find me, keep the brand consistent. I am J Mueller eight three three two on Twitch, Twitter, and I think that's my Facebook actually, like Facebook.com handle, whatever. My URL. That's the word URL. So that's me everywhere. I think that I think that about wraps us up. What do you think? I think it does. Uh, you'll be able to tune back in to us in two weeks. We'll have uh, something for you. And then, like I said, we might have a little uh, Christmas gift for you coming up later this month. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. But uh, I won't spoil anything else with that. But uh, we will talk to you. Well, I guess we're not talking directly to you. You're just listening to us. Whatever. We'll be back in two <laughs> weeks. and uh, But until then, nerd out. Thank you for listening to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you. You can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a long-time listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review, 
can also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.